Welcome to Growing in Grace, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. And now, here's the hosts of Growing in Grace, Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Hi, I'm Mike Kapler. Joel Brzezinski is with me, and welcome to Growing in Grace. We left off last time, uh, and perhaps the last couple of programs, talking about our new identity in Jesus Christ and beginning to get an, an, a better understanding of what God has already created us to be in Him. Hey, Joel, you feel like talking about the Bible again? Well, it's certainly a it's certainly a deep subject. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun, though, isn't it? I mean, when you and I get together, we could go on and on for hours, I suppose. But yeah, it's it's, it's there's a lot of good stuff that we could get into today. Well, we we were talking about. Um, understanding a little bit about Jesus not only being the Son of God, but the Son of Man. He was a human while he was walking the earth, anointed fully with the Holy Spirit. You see, because back in Genesis, God set up a covenant, um, but but he, he did it with man. He, he gave man, mankind, authority on the earth. He gave mankind dominion. And so, you know, when Adam and Eve failed and, and fell, uh, God couldn't just step in and correct the situation. He didn't have the authority to do that because man willingly let go of his dominion when when he gave in to, uh, uh, to temptation uh, from the serpent. And uh, ever since then, uh, God has tried setting up covenants with men. Uh, none of them really worked out, of course. But uh, we, we know that Jesus had to be God, had to become a man. Jesus Christ became fully man, while well, well, fully God, fully man, too. And it's important not to rule, not to uh, misunderstand that uh, Jesus indeed is God, but uh, his time on earth, he was fully human, too. And it's important for us to understand that because the things that Jesus did, the miracles and all the wonders and everything, it wasn't because he was the Son of God. It was because he was a man that was anointed fully with the Holy Spirit. And if you if you think Kev, about the the difference, what was the difference between Adam and you know the first Adam and the second Adam, Jesus? The difference uh, from one point of view is is a matter of trust because God had had told Adam and Eve, you know, here's here's this beautiful garden. You've got the tree of life here. This is the tree of life, and here is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The day that you eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall surely die. You can eat from any of these other trees, the tree of life and all these other trees, but don't eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Okay? So there's what, there's all that God asked of them. And Satan came along, tempted Adam and Eve, and said, what, what God has said is a lie. But if you eat of this tree, man, things are going to happen. It's going to be some, you know, some wonderful things are going to happen. What happened then was that Adam and Eve stopped trusting in the promise that God had made them and instead started believing the lie. And because of that, because of the choice that they made, then sin entered into the world. And on the other hand, then, God uh, set up this covenant with Jesus, and Jesus came to the earth as a man, the second Adam, fully human and fully trusting in God and in, in, in God's leading in his life. He was anointed by God and, and he completely followed the plan that God had set for him. Not by he didn't come to do his own thing. You know, the Bible says that Jesus didn't follow his own plan, but he, he, he said, Whatever I see the Father doing, that is what I do. Not my own will, but the Father's will. 
Yeah, if you want to know what God is like, take a look at Jesus. I mean, take a look at the things Jesus did. I'm amazed sometimes at, at how God gets accused of evil so often. Yeah. Uh, even we believers sometimes uh, indirectly um, kind of blaming God for a lot of stuff that God didn't necessarily cause. And and so, yeah, I mean, take a look at Jesus. So if, if, you've, uh, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. He's a reflection of God himself. So Jesus, um, you were talking at comparing Adam, uh, the first Adam um, from Genesis to the second Adam, Jesus. Uh, the temptations that they both went through um, in regards to Satan, uh, they're very similar, aren't they? Where uh, Satan came along and, and uh, lied to Adam and Eve, but he also kind of did the same thing with Jesus in the desert. Yeah, that's right. Jesus was tempted based upon his identity, based upon who he was. And, and Jesus, instead of trusting in, in the, the lies of the devil, he trusted in what the Word of God already told him to be, in, in, his, in his identity that had already been established. You know, a lot of times, we, and, and this is a good thing, we focus on what Jesus did for us by, by dying for our sins, and that's a good thing to focus on, and it should be something we understand and, and live by every single day of our lives. But one thing to look at in this, if Jesus hadn't been a man and hadn't been tempted and hadn't overcome temptation by the Spirit, and, and, and without his manhood, Jesus couldn't have died for our sins. And so that's that's a great thing. But also, if Jesus hadn't become a man, we wouldn't have this uh, this perfect example of what it's like to be a human being and depend totally and completely, 100%, on someone other than yourself, and, you know that's upon you know trusting completely in God. Jesus walked this earth as a man, you know, having let go of all the advantages of being a deity, and he lived this life as a man, trusting in God. And in our own lives, we can look at that example and think, you know what, you know that's that's a great example because I know that my plans for my own life just aren't cutting it, and I can let go of that and, and trust in God. Hmm. That's interesting stuff. Well, it is interesting, though, that uh, the devil came to uh, Adam and to Jesus, and the temptation uh, that, that, that challenged them was, was centered around their identity. And isn't that interesting? And here we are today with the same challenge. It's really not that much different. That's right. The devil is always coming around telling us what you're not. Or, you know, you, you were mentioning on the last program, Joel, about how we, we often tie our identity in with what we do. And it's just the worst thing we could do because we, we've been delivered from the works of the law. And, you know, a lot of times you'll, you'll say, maybe you run into somebody, you haven't seen them for a while, and you might say something like, uh, so, so what are you doing now? Well, uh, I'm a mail carrier. Instead of saying, well... Um, you know, I, I'm out there, I, I, do some, I deliver some mail. They automatically tie their identity into what they do. Uh, so what are you doing now? Well, I'm a plumber. Uh, and so they, they begin to identify themselves based on what they do. Instead of just explaining what it is they do, they tie their, their very uh, identity of who they are into what they do. And sometimes we do the very same thing as Christians from a spiritual perspective. Yeah, and, and I might not be going in the same direction you're going with this, Cap, but as as kind of an example from my own life, the, the, the difference between uh, my identity being in what I do versus my identity causing me to do the things that I do, in, in my own life, I know 
that I have certain talents that my mind can do certain things. I can, I'm pretty good at math. I'm pretty good when it comes to a lot of different things. And I know that using my brain, I could be out there in this world making a lot of money. I could put my mind to use eight hours a day, and I could be out there doing something where I am bringing in a bunch of money. But the thing is that I have known in advance because of the grace of God, by the grace of God I am what I am and I am who I am, by the grace of God I know that that's not who I am. I can do all those things, but that's not what God has called me to be. He's called me for the time being to work at a hospital delivering things and to work at a radio station, a Christian radio station in Waterloo and Cedar Rapids, Iowa, DJing and uh, doing some behind-the-scenes work. But I know that I know that I know that God has called me there, and for that reason, I do the things that I do because of who God has called me to be, instead of trying to pursue a lot of things, trying to figure out you know, who I am, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I think you hit on, on an interesting point. Um, sometimes, too, you, you can be content. You know you can do more. Uh, you know you could be more. Uh, you could accomplish more. But there are those who are just content with where they are. And, uh, of course, the Bible talks about being content. But there, there's certainly nothing wrong with, with uh, you know, I, I, I even know people in broadcasting, Joel, because you and I are involved at, uh, at a radio station in, in Iowa, KWOF. We do uh, Christian hit music here. Um, and, and I'm the same way. I mean, I just feel like God has, has called me to be here at this time and, and for the last 10 years or so. I know people in, in uh, broadcasting, whether it be Christian radio or television or whatever, um, they could have been a whole lot more than, than what they are. But they found a place where they were happy. Uh, maybe it wasn't one of the biggest markets paying the most money, but it was a good place for them to raise their family, and they just got comfortable with it, and they decided that's where they wanted to stay. And in Christ, we do have that freedom to make those choices. There may be times where you feel like God is, is pressing you on to, to move on to something else. But to take this another direction, Joel, and I'm not sure if you were going this way, but I think there are things in, in my life, and, and I'm sure there are many listening right now who would say the same thing, where you sort of felt like God was was asking you to get more involved in something or to move in a certain direction. Uh, maybe you've got gifts and talents on the inside that you've just kind of bottled up because maybe your confidence just wasn't very high. And the problem I think that we have so many times is it's our confidence that we're relying on. We have a confidence the Bible talks about that surpasses our own confidence. It's It's the confidence that we have... In, in this new identity that Jesus Christ has, has uh, declared us to be, that, that God has, has um, recreated in us. Um, I, I, there's even things in, in my local church that I could probably be doing that I've just held off on because I just didn't know if it was the right time for me. I'm not sure if I would be any good at that when I probably would be if I would just simply trust in the Lord to move through me. That's right. It reminds me what you're talking about of, of when I was just... Oh, what I'll call a, a baby Christian, when I was kind of first started walking with the Lord, because my life up to that point was just, you know, one big, uh, boring life in a sense, because I had nothing going for myself. And then all of a sudden, here I was as Christian, and I wanted to do all kinds of things. And all these ideas popped into my mind of what I could do. And I went from having nothing to do in life to thinking of all these things that I could do, and I was overwhelmed by it. And I, had, I didn't know how to deal with it at the time. 
but that actually ended up teaching me that, you know what, just because there's an opportunity for something doesn't mean that that's what God is calling me to do. And so, you know, growing in your dependence upon God and on learning how to listen to his voice, you know, it's, it's a lifelong process, but we can come to a point where we understand, you know, my sheep know my voice, Jesus said. And when we get to know that voice, then we don't have to be overwhelmed with activity in life, and we also don't just sit down and uh, just wait for the second coming uh, doing nothing. Well, and Steve McVeigh has reminded us so many times that we have the mind of Christ. Again, that, that's something else that I, I think we, we strive to get when it's already been done. And uh, I, I think what we're trying to say as we wrap up our show this week here on Growing in Grace is that you have um, been recreated. You have a new identity. Uh, God's love for you is unconditional, and our confidence should be in Him and the covenant that He has set up with Jesus Christ and what He has already declared us to be. There's nothing that can stop you from achieving whatever whatever it is you think that God wants you to do. But place your faith and confidence in Him, not just in your own ability, but His ability in you, and let that flow through you. Joel, I think we're just about out of time for this one. I'm going to let you wrap things up here for Growing in Grace. Well, that's good stuff to end up uh, with, Cap. You know, total dependence upon upon God and, and his His life living through you. We thank you for joining us this week for Growing in Grace. And if you want to find out more information about our program or about all the other programs here on Grace Walk Radio, uh, just log on to gracewalk.org and click on the community forum and you can find out all about what's going on here on Grace Walk Radio. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Barizaki, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ.